Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000, and in this episode, we'll discuss Voyage of the Rock Aliens, a funny little genre blender of a movie. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Musical, science fiction, abusive relationship drama, you know, you name it, this is the movie. Uh, anyway, so it's very 80s because it's from the year of 1984 and I can't think of a more 80s year than that. So it, the, the 80s game is strong with this one. Uh, yeah, so um, my name is Eva. And my name is Linnea. <laughs> so, you know, I believe you were the one that sort of found this little uh, gem of a movie, so... Yes, though I actually I should uh, give credits to another podcast oh, for really? for finding this um, the the Skiffy and Fanty show, which oh. I have mentioned before. I was actually on one of their episodes once, which uh, you can check out on yes, their podcast. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> They're a great podcast, uh, and they had an episode on this, and they were gushing over it. And you know, I looked up the trailer, and I was just like, mm, "Eva needs to see this." <laughs> I mean, it's insane. If anything, I think. Listen, if you if you if you're able to stop this episode and just go look at the trailer, because mm-hmm. I mean there really isn't anything more eighties than this trailer. I mean this must be the peak of broad shoulders, synthetic materials, <laughs> and more hairspray than you can possibly imagine in a movie. I mean it, it's fantastic, and it's really colorful as well, and bonkers, and there's some really fun. Um, science fiction alien <laughs> elements to it. Just look at the trailer is what I'm going for, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that's how we came about watching it. Uh, I mean, the plot here, would you do me the honors of start, sort of st- starting the plot <laughs> off because... Hmm. There's so much going on in yes. this film. Um, okay, so we start the film with a spaceship shaped like a guitar mm-hmm. uh, and there are aliens on board this. they look humans they're not like monster aliens yep. they're more humanoid aliens um, and I think they're like supposed to be a scientific expedition but they yes. have heard you know rock music from earth and they're very curious about this so they travel to earth um, <laughs> and they land in this I don't remember what the, the, the town was called um, oh, I don't either. I don't either. No, it's not really important. Yeah. But in, in this small town in USA, uh, and one of the aliens runs across Dee Dee mm. uh, and uh, basically falls in love, kind of. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. he does. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, in, in his in his own way, anyway, yeah. um, and of course he's very interested in her. But then at the same time, there's a conflict between Dee Dee and her boyfriend Frankie. Frankie is this uh, um, guy Male. with ang- 
just this male with uh, some anger management issues and he's pretty much controlling this whole town it seems like mm-hmm. uh he's just have everyone under his boot pretty much and they do what he he says for them to do um and he sort of decides who gets to sing in the band and Didi wants to sing in a band and he says no uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very territorial about it i mean mm-hmm. it, it, it's not cute the way that he sort of pushes his uh, little uh I'm, no, I, no. I'm I'm the king in this town thing. It's not mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> no, no. Um, but that that will come to to sort of. Um, um, well, he'll have some lessons too in this movie. Let's just put yes. it like that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but then the aliens decide to also sort of start a rock band, and they have like a band. I don't know. A band band off. off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> but they are competing against each other with, uh, you know, who can perform the best songs, pretty much. Yeah, and just sort of setting the scene there, like the 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 rock the rock band, like Frankie and his the Pack, I believe it was called. Mm-hmm. Like they yes. sort of have more of an, if you're thinking like maybe like a fifties rock and roll kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. That's sort of their music. They don't necessarily look like it and honestly I was a bit confused like is this trying to be set in the 50s because there's like some cafeteria scenes that also feels a lot lot like the 50s but very 80s doing the 50s tongue-in-cheek sort of way but anyway so so they're very um, 50s rock whilst the aliens are more synth uh, future but present 80s music if that makes sense <laughs> so you and, and then they sort of riff on each other's um, melodies as well so it's a really fun scene and, and mm-hmm. one of the highlights for sure yes um, and then at the same time as this is going on we have two uh, prisoners from a prison oh, yes. slash mental institution <laughs> yes! that escaped. Oh, I almost forgot about that yeah <laughs> Uh, like mad killers who are on the loose. Yes. One of them has has a chainsaw, uh, <laughs> and and they sort of wreak havoc with, with the whole thing. And and uh, you know they they end up uh, at the the gymnasium or whatever it is where where the band are, are competing. <laughs> and then at the same time as this, there's also a uh, polluted lake where there's a monster that is suddenly appearing, <laughs> like a tentacle monster. So you know you you got everything covered here. There's a musical. There's a Aliens, there's mad killers and uh, uh, monsters in lakes. So uh, you know, it's everything and rock music. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Like, like I almost forgot about that whole chainsaw, uh, like the <laughs> mental patient thing. And that's just also like they're really trying to blend all the genres that they can blend in one movie, and it's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical and. Um, I just kind of want to point out that the guy who play is playing the the chainsaw wielding mental patient is um, uh, Michael Berryman, who's in uh, The Hills Have Eyes, for example. Mm. So mm. a very like recognizable horror movie face, which sort of adds to the whole, um, you know, this being very eighties of trying to shove everything in there, and it's really mm-hmm. it's really fun and it works, which is the yeah. most surprising thing I I, I feel like. Uh, it really shouldn't work, um, but it does. I mean, I'll give it like 
there's like one or two songs that I felt were a bit, uh, they were duds for me. But there are, I mean, they work for the most part, the, the music. It's, it's absolutely fine. And there's even like the sort of the title song is, um, <clears throat> is absolutely something I could imagine being like a hit on the, on the radio in the 80s. Oh, so yes. I, oh, I, yes, I wouldn't be surprised much. if it was even. So, so you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I'm very happy regarding the, the actor uh, who played the um, chainsaw guy. Yeah. Um, you know, his face is one that you've seen in many, many mm-hmm. horror films because he has such a unique look and, you know, he does look good in horror films. Yeah. But I, I, I like that we get to see him in a more of a comedic role and sort of he, he gets to show off his talents in that direction, which I don't think I have seen him in, in a comedy before. So I was very, very happy to see that. Yeah, me neither. And also, um, the, the scene where, where that sort of sets off is um, like him and his, uh, his um, mental patient companion, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they sort of st- start to attack uh, high school students uh, whilst the sort of dance battle thing, band battle thing is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of, his, his chainsaw starts to not work like it's it's malfunctioning and the lady that he's following uh Didi's friend diane yeah diane yeah. um she's sort of oh, oh do, do you need a hand with that oh, don't you take care of your tools and it, there's a lot of innuendos here but it's also really fun that she's sort of helping him put together his chainsaw and then somewhere along the way they became friends and might even go on a date question mark unclear but it's really fun and 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 his his delivery is really entertaining also so uh yeah just a great little side plot there in this movie yeah and i I loved her diane's character you know how she she was a competent mechanic and you know it's just was so unexpected but it was really cool when she turned up and you know she she had a toolkit in like her (laughs) bag that she was carrying (laughs) to to the devs you know that's that's the kind of character that Diana was. Who you knows know? what happens? <laughs> but she also she also uh, got the aliens uh, their band to play. So I feel like she's mm. sort of like a, a she she fixed things, you know, like she yep. makes shit happen. So it, it goes with her character that she would have a toolkit so she could fix oh, any definitely. any definitely. any weird thing that would break down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so how do you feel about Frankie? I mean, like he's in a lot of lot of the movie. Um, and sort of Didi and his relationship. Like, well, I should say Didi because she's more of a main character. But uh, what do you feel about him? Well, um, he's eye candy. I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> eye candy that you want to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he starts out as a real douche. Um, he doesn't treat anyone good, including yeah. Didi, even though he does genuinely seem to like Didi he still doesn't feel good Uh, but he does have some personal growth throughout the film I question if he had enough personal growth because I still kind of feel like at the end of the film I didn't really like him I liked him slightly better but I didn't love him but I don't know he he, he has more growing left to do I think yeah I I figure like his lesson is that you know When you're an asshole, you will lose everything. Mm-hmm. You, not just your girlfriend, but ev- everything. Your point. Yeah, I mean, because that's yeah, yeah. Because the, the cat, the catalyst yeah. for his change is that Didi sort of breaks up with him, and he's just like, 
well, what's the rest of it worth then if I can't have Didi? Yeah. So he gi- yeah. he gives up pretty much everything. He gives up the pack and he gives yeah. up sort of his his position as alpha in this in whole, the community. Yeah, yeah, in the community uh, to get Didi back, and he does get Didi back. And I feel like he has he has had a journey and he has learned things from that. But he still he still has some issues. You know, you can't yeah. you can't you can't just abandon that kind of behavior. In a day, you know, that's gonna take no, some work. But no, and you know, he's if, on the right track. If we want to get like really weirdly serious here for a moment, um, I actually got a bit uncomfortable <coughs> at the part where they sort of promise each other, you know, like gold and, and, and dreams, and they will be together forever, and she, they will sing in a band, and everything will be um, happy dreamland from now on, basically. Like they have that scene and then they sort of have a sonnet together and they sing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that scene was kind of uncomfortable for me because um, like recently because of, of, of my job, I was at a, a sort of seminar day or what you call it. Mm-hmm. And it was all about um, <coughs> like violent relationships, but like violent intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. And oh my, you, you you can tell immediately. I'm gonna go get real serious here. <laughs> <laughs> so stop it if it's uncomfortable. Um, but there is like they they sort of see like this this cycle of of abuse with a relationship mm-hmm. like this. How um, <clears throat> there's like a honeymoon phase in a relationship when it's new and and bright and wonderful, and then there's a bit of of um, the violence sort of creeps in. And degrading mm. and things like that, and and um, and then there you might have an explosion. For example, Frankie he shouted at, at Didi, and he was really, you know, v- verbally violent with her, mm. um, and sort of denied her certain things. And it was really <coughs> controlling as well, like jealous, not cute, like jealous, mm. you know, like mm. her being with other, uh, just being in the company with other people, men, that is. So anyway, so when you're sort of out of that cycle um, and there's an explosion of violent things, it might be like a temporary breakup even, then you come together again and you sort of, you promise to make difference and you, 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 you mean this, like you mean that you will become a different person and you will make amends and, and uh, not fall back on your own ways uh, and then begins the honeymoon phase where you're sort of <laughs> almost in, lo- in love again mm-hmm. uh, and everything is wonderful but then uh, shit hits the fan again and you have a so, so so I'm like I said I'm getting super serious here but at the same time <laughs> this movie actually really works as an example <laughs> of a very dysfunctional and violent relationship uh-huh. and how it can go from verbally violent to honeymoon phase and how it will not end well again and it will probably take Didi up to seven times of this cycle until she leaves him (laughs) so so just a little bit of a reality check here so I definitely agree with you that he didn't learn enough because (laughs) you know yeah yeah uh, statistics say otherwise <laughs> let's just mm-hmm. say <laughs> mm-hmm. um but sometimes you have to be a bit serious even when you're talking about the silly 80s musical <laughs> uh so how do we how do we um 
how do we get back to silly things from a very serious topic? Well, how about we talk about how the aliens are basically inflatable people that can explode <laughs> at any moment <laughs> if they're too excited about things? <laughs> yeah. Really weird creatures, these aliens. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, first of all, they have their names are like the letters of the alphabet. Yeah. So, the main alien guy, he's named ABCD, though they, they pronounce it like Absid. Yes. Uh, which is really funny. And then the rest of the guys have similar names. Uh, he, when he sees Dee Dee for the first time, when the aliens have arrived at this cafe and they're sort of trying to blend in with the humans and it doesn't, isn't working, um, he makes eye contact with Dee Dee and he just explodes and his arms and legs and everything go everywhere in this cafe so the aliens are just like oh we better pack up and go back to our spaceship so they do and they just pick up hands from from the people around uh and they go back to the spaceship they put his body parts in like some sort of machine which prints out like a flat paper version <laughs> of absid and then they have like an air pump of some kind that just i love that blows it's, just, it's just so funny <laughs> It's so weird, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really, really entertaining. It's just like a really bonkers way of, of, of like portraying an alien, alien species. It's, it's hilarious. And also, I mean, the fact that these are like sort of undercover people, like trying to sort of anthropologically understand the different society and planet and species and everything. They are absolute shit at it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just compare it with something that is trying to be serious, like Star Trek, with how they're like, oh, look, but don't touch. Mm. These are not look, but don't touch. They say they are, but they're sitting there in the cafeteria and they're just like sprinkling pa paper all over the place, napkins and things like that. And just behaving really with not drinking properly, like pouring drinks mm -hmm. uh, into the clothing and just being really weird. They're like weird little gnomes, but blown up to normal size it's hilarious <laughs> and their outfits are also super 80s super mm -hmm. 80s oh yes it's fantastical <laughs> and the funny thing is you know when the cafeteria when the aliens arrive the uh, people there are sort of staring at them and thinking you know what are these strange things <laughs> uh but then there's Absid explodes. There's this one guy that's sort of holding his arm and going just like, oh, you need his arm? And then, <laughs> you know, no one questions. No. That there were, he was just holding a weird arm. in. <laughs> and also there's an arm in, in a woman's hair, which is yeah. stuck to the hair because I think like she has too much hairspray. Just, yeah. It's sticky because of so much hairspray. So it's just, <clears throat> there's like a lot of those wonderful little scenes. Uh, and also the the spaceship interior is also very quaint and wonderful and um yeah i mean why didn't didi just go with the blonde alien dude she could have gone to i mean i get it because he tells her that oh you'll love our planet uh we don't have any emotions there you'll have a surgery to remove your emotions and she's like oh what is this thing i don't think i should go with you but still i feel like did she make the right the right choice? I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 a question for the ages because Absid, he was sweet. 
even though he said, even though he says, you know, oh, we don't have any emotion, he kind of did but anyway. Then, yeah, he did yeah. though. And but yeah. he said that. Well, I need to, I need to redo it after, mm. after my experience with you. I so I think you they sort of deplete the emotions, maybe more like. Mm, so, um, you know, I think she should, she should have just gone with him and um, mm. then said, I'm done now. Can I go back to Earth? <laughs> Never pass up the opportunity to go to a different planet. That's what I'm getting. Yes, at. yes, that is a very, very good point. Very good point. No matter what. Uh, but speaking of Dee Dee, uh, she, uh, the actress playing her, is uh, Pia Sadora. Um, Pia Sadora has actually been in another movie that we have talked. Uh, what, about in the podcast what? really yes <laughs> i didn't recognize her at all you're never gonna be able to guess which film this is <laughs> oh but is it from the same era or uh, no no it's when she was younger oh man i i don't even <laughs> <laughs> oh I, i'm <laughs> I'm blanking here. I have no idea. You're never going to be able to guess it. Uh, she was in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she played She played the Martian girl child. What? Yes. yes. I have to Google this. Oh my God. Okay. So I have the IMDB here. I'm going to PS Adora. Let's go. Oh yeah. There's no way you can tell because it's just like basic kids. But that is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's such a weird crossover effect. I can't <laughs> I even. There's. Oh man, that is so weird. Okay. Wow. To be in two sci fi movies that are equally bonkers. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. And also, did you know if she sang this song um, that's in the beginning, the sort of like hit song of the movie? Did in, she sing? I believe so. I believe uh, actually her career was mostly in music oh, uh, okay. rather than film. So yeah, I, I oh. think she sung uh, all, all pretty probably all the tracks that uh, hmm. she she was in in this film. Yeah, and also I don't I don't know if you mentioned this, but um, there's a Jackson family member mm-hmm. in in this movie, and it is. Um, I don't know how to explain this because I believe that there was a planet that they sort of traveled to before going to Earth. Yes. Do I remember that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it turned out violent. That's basically mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so they left the planet. But And that's where you have sort of like an almost like a music video of two rivaling gangs and a sort of Romeo and Juliet uh, love story going on. And uh, it, it ended in sadness, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see. I think... I don't know if I remember correctly, but maybe like Jermaine Jackson. Yes, it was uh, Jermaine Jackson. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was oh, kind yes, of yes. not expecting that uh, <laughs> when I started watching it. I was like, is that a Jackson person? Hmm. Is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think... Um, the, the track that he's on is one of the, the better tracks from the film. I mean, I I kind of like the whole soundtrack, but that song it was, was really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, definitely could hear that on the radio, I feel like. Um, but, you know, something just popped into my head here, and I was just wondering if you were kind of confused about this also. But I, I feel like I understood at a really late point that these were high schoolers. 
because they were right yes i believe so i yeah. i think so too like late maybe like the last mm -hmm. year of high school or something mm -hmm. but yeah. i feel like i was so slow at getting that i was like these people are acting really weird like they are adults maybe but then they kind of act like teenagers but it doesn't make sense because they look you know older and i just couldn't i couldn't figure it out but then um then the the light bulb turned on and i figured out that oh okay they're supposed to be teenagers <laughs> <laughs> i really i didn't realize until they mentioned like school and it, that was a bit later on i feel like so yeah mm. i don't I, I it wasn't anything i really reflected on i think i just sort of assumed that they were young and then yeah you know no, I didn't really think about it in any more detail than that. Yeah, um, no, because I, 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 I remember thinking, oh, they're, so they're high schoolers, because I couldn't mm -hmm. really figure it out. But um, yeah, side yeah. note there. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I just wanted to add uh, that the Jermaine Jackson and Pia Sedora song is called When the Rain Begins to Fall, for anyone who wants to look mm. it up. Yeah, It's on Spotify, the whole oh, album. So okay, you know. there you go. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't mentioned so far? I kind of want to dig into the music a little bit more. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, we mentioned the Jermaine Jackson song in the beginning, which was kind of just a guest appearance uh, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what did you think about the music overall? Um, like, what kind of vibes did you get from the music? Because I have sort of a thought on it but i kind of want to hear your, ah. your thoughts first well i mean the only <clears throat> thing i really sort of thought about um regarding the music was the sort of difference between like you have this sort of 50s inspired rock music mm -hmm. and then you have the more contemporary sort of they're supposed to be sort of more futuristic so i figured it was set later and the aliens are supposed to sort of maybe even contribute to this sound, um, you know, like influence the sound in the world. I don't know if that's, if I'm maybe giving the movie a bit too much credit there, but <laughs> that's mostly <clears throat> what I was thinking about. And also how mm -hmm. some, some of the, um, the, uh, the songs definitely had to do with the movie also, which I really enjoyed. It, it didn't mm. just feel like they slapped some someone's you know music notes that they had lying around like with half-baked lyrics they felt made for the movie whether oh, or yes, not that yes. was the case but it did feel like it so it did feel like there was some weird effort behind it mm -hmm. um and also um oh crap there was another thing i was thinking about um <sighs> brain has left the train oh, i almost said what that doesn't even make sense well that should that should paint an image of, of for you you're, you're mixing up your metaphors here i think yes. the train has left the station or something <laughs> yes that sounds more more correct oh there was oh well, may, well you know go, you go for it maybe i'll maybe i'll remember whatever i was thinking mm -hmm. of. yeah yeah because um first of all i want to say that i love the soundtrack um i've been listening to it on spotify and i adore it oh, uh, awesome. this is yeah this is i i love 80s music and i especially like this sort of pop rock 80s music um so i i definitely like this music uh but i kind of felt like as i was listening to it that it was a little bit 
and I mean this in, in the best way possible, a little bit derivative. Like I was hearing this song and I was thinking, oh, this reminds me of another song. And then the next track comes along and I was like, mm, this reminds me of another song, you know, and I, I was sort of sitting there trying to piece together yes. which songs does these reminds me of. Um, and I think I have some of them <laughs> figured out and some not, but uh, that that was sort of my my... Uh, first impressions of the music anyway yeah no absolutely I totally agree with you um, there was one in particular uh, at sort of in the end where he, the where Frankie sort of has his revelation and he's walking around and feeling sorry for himself mm. like they're making fun of something in that music segment and there's also like a lot of cougars and he's oh I can't remember it exactly but I was like, they're making some fun of something here. I couldn't mm. quite place it, but I was like, this is something that they're just riffing on totally right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, it's a lot of, the the yeah. the song that you're thinking about. I think it's Nature of the Beast uh, that, yes. that you're referring to. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I have not been able to remember which song that reminds me of, but it is. I think I believe it's like inspired by. A specific song um, and there were other examples of that in the movie like there's a song called Real Love that Pia Sidora sings which reminds me a little bit of Mickey by Tony Basil for example Oh yeah, um, yeah. and there was one uh, a, a duet that Pia Sidora and um, uh, Absid, I don't know the actor's name uh, called uh, Little Bit of Heaven and that sort of reminded mm. me of Solitaire by Laura Branigan. And in, in a good way, because I love Laura Branigan's music. So I was just like, mm, yes, this is Laura Branigan. I can hear this. <laughs> uh, uh, but at the same time, you know, it is still, you're sitting there comparing it to other music. So, you know, may maybe that maybe that's intentional. You know, maybe they sort of want that. Maybe they want to sort of have the songs being sort of referenced to contemporary music. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I, I, I think so. I feel like they yeah. probably had a scene in mind. Uh, like this is um, this is where this is happening. And and they sort of almost like I can, I can almost see in the in, see it in the script, mm. you know, this song right here. It's playing this song. Uh, and then and, and, and then someone took it upon themselves to make a song <laughs> out of that. So I, I can totally see it being like that. Um, so how do you feel like this works as a musical compared to maybe other musicals? I feel like you might have seen um, more than I have, but um, how would you compare it to maybe <clears throat> contemporary, um, you know, contenders? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I feel that music-wise, like the quality of the music, I think is good. Um, I've definitely seen musical with <laughs> lower musical quality. Mm. Uh, but I, I I think that in some cases, not all the cases, but in some cases they could have incorporated the songs a little bit better, like narratively into the film. Mm. Um, there was one instant that I'm trying to remember which it was. <sighs> I think it's one where Absid is singing about his love for Didi and he's sort of imagining Didi on the spaceship yes, and I was yeah. I was confused at that point I was like is she on a spaceship or not like <laughs> oh it was true <laughs> oh I'm so happy to hear that <laughs> so <laughs> that that was sort of you know a little bit of a confusion confusion there and and there was also I believe one of the other tracks where I was sort of confusing you know 
where are they now? Why? Where, how did they get from this point to this point? Yeah. And why is he singing now? You know, it's, it's a few instances of that. Um, so it's not a perfect musical, but I do think um, overall it it gives me that musical joy that I'm looking for. Uh, you know, sort of in the not exactly the same, but a little bit in the vein of like Rocky Horror. You know, just the whole wacky rock musical kind of thing so you know i i dig it yeah i mean it will make you smile because it is superbly ridiculous (laughs) um and just such a wonderful little time capsule um so i mean i feel like it's just def you will enjoy it basically that's what i'm trying to get at yeah uh and you will laugh (laughs) Oh, like, yes. What the? We didn't mention the sheriff. I also really no. enjoyed the sheriff. Yes. I mean, she was just also really entertaining. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about her, but like, she was like, she was on to the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being a wacky little conspiracy sheriff lady, and it was awesome. Like, some, yeah. just some neat characters like that that really like fills up the scenes and make it feel like yeah this is a weird little fun town and i would love to visit this at one point <laughs> as an alien preferably because <laughs> you know <laughs> it was so funny so the sheriff she's uh, played by ruth gordon uh if that's ringing any bells for our not, listeners not out for me. there yeah uh, i i recognize her i've seen mm-hmm. her in something else um uh, but she was awesome she, highly highly incompetent sheriff yes yes <laughs> wonderful and her deputy and just just there was this point in the film where the escaped prisoners have gone and bought like 20 30 guns and and rifles and everything and they're uh, (laughs) they're walking past the police station with that and she's looking up and like that's a real American (laughs) like that's such great example of of an an American's right to bear arms or something like that it was just like Oh. <laughs> and then at the same time she's like but I gotta get those aliens yes why isn't this a meme that's what I'm asking myself why isn't this a meme it should be yeah just oh, that terrific was, that was great <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah um, do you feel like we should move on to our uh, usual questions please do I'm please do yeah I feel like, you know, last time we did have some success with this one. So I'm going with it again. Uh, But I'm interested to see if you can replace an actor to improve the movie. And the premise is you're in a time machine (laughs) and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in this movie. Who would you bring? Um, No, actually, I don't think I have. Um... Oh, sadness. Um, I mean, really none of the actors in here are well-known actors and are not necessarily known for being great actors, but I think they do a good job in the film at being the sort of ridiculous as is the intent of the film. So, you know, I I, I liked seeing them hamming it up and and chewing the scenery a little bit and uh, it was uh, great fun to see all of them. So I I don't think I want to change any of them. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I sort of 
more want to flesh out a character mm -hmm. uh, instead of replacing one of the big ones. So fleshing out a character that I feel like was kind of forgettable, uh, mainly because uh, he was absolutely outshined by the, um, the sheriff. So I want to replace the deputy the mm. actor played the deputy and sort of flesh out his character, give him a little bit more to work with. Definitely want to give him like a solo musical number. Oh. Uh, and I would cast um, David Hasselhoff. Oh. You know, just to yep. 80s is up a bit more. Mm -hmm. How can we turn this super 80s thing to even higher face of 80s? <laughs> and I felt David Hasselhoff. Oh, I, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that could just be... <laughs> Definitely. So in an alternate reality, that's happened. Yes. And uh, sadly, we won't take part of it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We can imagine anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So from Hasselhoff to relationship wreck, and the premise is that you get to fantasize about... <laughs> malfunction <laughs> fantasize about a romantic relationship that we don't get to see in the movie but you want it to happen aka ship it uh well i think my favorite character in this film is probably diane because i thought she was just so mm -hmm. cool um and like you said earlier sort of maybe hinted at she and and uh, the chainsaw guy going on a date sort of um and i'm fine with that so i don't I, I guess I don't want to wreck their relationship, but I want to see more of it. Because oh. he was uh, he, he was an interesting character. He starts out as a killer, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but then he has an arc where he actually, you know, she helps him repair his chainsaw. And he, as a thank you, rescues her and her friends yeah. from the other killer that was used used to be his friend and he now is just saying no nope, i got a girl now <laughs> which is kind of rude but sure <laughs> um and then diane also makes him uh, put aside his chainsaw and saying yeah. you know no leave it here and come yeah. walk with me uh and that i thought it was really sweet so i guess i just wanted a little bit more of those two because i thought they were cute you know they too should have had their music moment yes yes agreed Ah, <sighs> uh, well, in an alternate reality. Mm. Uh, so I, you know, I really enjoy your Diane, you know, more of that whole thing. Mm. But I kind of feel like, even though I, I really enjoyed the relationship, but I would be interested in Diane being the sort of, you know, like bold person, go-getter. She can fix things with her mechanic kit. Uh, and I just feel like she could be a mechanic on on the spaceship mm, so yes. i would sort of uh, you know have her and absid mm. um join up and sort sure, of go yeah. on space adventures together because i feel like she's probably a better fit for that sort of adventure actually so yeah, yeah probably probably yeah, yeah i'd go with that yeah Cool. Or, you know, why why be binary? Why not have Chainsaw in that relationship as well? Let's not limit <laughs> ourselves here. They can have a wonderful little three, three-o, trio going on. <laughs> true, true. I'm all for this. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave 
Diane behind for this next discussion, which is Bang Bon Blast, uh, which is our version of Fuck Mary Kill, uh, in that order. And our selection for this time is Didi, Frankie, and Absid. What, what are your choices here, Eva? Well, one of these um, is a very easy choice for me, <laughs> uh, but I do have to like, hmm. Yeah, no, I got it. Okay, so I'm gonna bang uh, Dee Dee. Mm. Super cute, uh, but she was kind of a bit boring when she decided to stay on Earth with um, boring ass uh, Frankie. <laughs> I just feel like no. Uh, and I'm gonna bond uh, Absid, mm. and I will convince him to on our journey to his home planet that we are not going to remove our emotions <laughs> surgically, uh, but we will go on space adventures on our guitar ship. So that's mm. <laughs> that's my picks. That's, How about that's, you? <laughs> uh, very, very good motivations there. I mean, a guy with a spaceship, that's a big selling point, I must say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I... Well, just to to uh, mix it up here a bit, I I I'm gonna select uh, differently. Hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna bang Frankie. He's an asshole, so I don't want to bond him. But I did think he was really handsome. So he did mm. have the jawline, to be honest, yes. and very fluffy yes. hair. Yeah, and also like the chest and the pecs, and yeah, yeah. I want I yeah, I want to squeeze that a little bit. Yeah, I want to squeeze that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then actually, I think I'm on a bond Dee Dee. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind it. of she kind of made the wrong decision on stay on staying on Earth. But I think I can convince her to steal a spaceship so we can go on adventures <laughs> without the the whole removing emotions <laughs> thing. You know, that's unnecessary. That sounds great, actually. <laughs> And also, honestly, I didn't even consider this when I was making my um, picks here, but this town seems like a really weird, fun town. Like, you have <laughs> yes. a goddamn monster living in your radioactive swamp lake. That's awesome. I just feel like it, that's the tip of the iceberg. I bet there's vampires and ghosts and all kinds of weird shit going, or, go, going around in the community. So I feel like staying might even be the more adventurous choice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I applaud you for that. Yeah. That's also a good argument. I mean, <laughs> with a sheriff like that, all sorts of people can I, live you know, in that town. Right, right. <laughs> so just, you know, go with it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then. So uh, <laughs> leaving behind our our love interests here in this film, uh, we are moving on to Augie Way, this should win a Gordon, and Gordon is of course our versions of the Oscars, uh, where we make up the categories as we like. So Ebba, why should this win a Gordon, and in which category? Oh wow. This is surprisingly hard, <coughs> because there are some really weird specific little things that you could give a Gordon for, I feel like, mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, but I have to give it to the aliens themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea how to phrase this, but I really want to give a Gordon for most inventive uh, blow-up species <laughs> in a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to put it better than that, but it's kind of awesome. 
is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if you can call it biology because I'm not, I'm not entirely are sure they if alive? they are. I'm not yeah. sure. And that's no. why it's so awesome. Yeah. Are, are they just scarecrows? Nobody knows. No. They were refrigerated at one point. I don't even know if we mentioned that, but they were like <laughs> no. refrigerated. I, it's weird. And tiny. It's so weird. And yeah. tiny. And tiny. And, and just silly, silly, silly. So that's why I'm giving it a Gordon. So yeah. you then, what do you... Well, um, I actually... Well, there's, there's a whole list of things that I like in this film. Um the music, for example, I think the music probably deserves its own Gordon. But I'm actually going to give it to the sheriff, to Ruth Gordon. Oh. Um, she wasn't in the film a lot, but when she was in it, she was perfect. And she just gave she gave that little extra flavor to the whole thing. Yes. It was just excellent. I loved mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. She's, she's getting one, definitely. Excellent, excellent choice. And of course, as always... Our selection wins. Yes. Round of applause <laughs> from everyone in a Zoom meeting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, from Gordon's to f- double features, do you have any sort of fun media that you would recommend uh, <clears throat> to watch and partake in <laughs> along with this movie? Um, I don't have necessarily a double feature for the movie itself, but I have a double feature for the soundtrack. Um, So if you want to make like a Spotify playlist, I would recommend adding the soundtrack to this film uh, and then mix it in with some Laura Branigan songs. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, there were several of the songs on the soundtrack that sort of reminded me of her music. Mm. So, you know, I think the two goes well together. They're uh, stylistically coherent um, awesome. sim- similar enough to, to go well together yeah <laughs> uh, what a fun spotify playlist that would be um i have uh, two suggestions mm-hmm. uh, one that is actually one that we've seen before uh, and i just feel like I, I believe it like when we talked about this movie we said that this is so 80s this is the most 80s and i feel like with voyage of the rock aliens terror vision has gotten some yeah, competition. Yes. 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 Mm. And I feel like those two together, um, you will be seriously fed up or absolutely in love with the decade um, as a whole. <laughs> so that's my first suggestion. Um, my other suggestion is more of a modern pick. And I feel like there are some quirky things that, would make, that it did make me think of, of, um, of this television series. And it's uh, Dirk Gently. Uh, a Netflix ah. show, yeah, mm-hmm. which is also absolutely ridiculous, and it also has a pack in it <laughs> that is behaving in a really weird, fun pack way, and um, there's some time travel things and other weirdness going on, and I feel like uh, it would go well with this uh, movie, even though, you know, watching an entire series isn't really something you could do on the same day as this movie but nevertheless it is my suggestions mm. great pick i have i have not seen uh, the dark gently tv series but i have read um the first of the dark gently books so oh, I, I, I have, have some not. yeah yeah i have so, some idea of what what you're talking about so yeah 
Uh, well, listener, have you seen Voyage of the Rock Aliens? If you haven't, we recommend that you do so. Uh, but if you have, we want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page, Star Crash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, if that's more to your liking, uh, which is also Star Crash Podcast. And join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about Planet of the Vampires. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.